Hello everyone, my name is Kara and I love rom-coms. Hello everybody, my name is Jaren and I enjoy only cross-dressing protagonists. Oh my god, but you know what we both love? That would be the natural charm of being poor. And this is just kiss already. I don't know what it is, but relax to me makes me just think of vocal fry. <laughs> I was thinking of something when we were doing it, and I don't remember what it was. Was it the Grudge? The what? The Grudge. It's it's uh, a, a this spooky movie where the the ghost is an Onryo, and she goes. Oh. I was not thinking of that. I've never. I feel like I've heard the grudge, like, the word before. But you know what? I'll tell you what. Um, You said that, and my mind was like, oh, is that, like, the name of the girl in the ring or whatever? <gasps> oh! <laughs> and, and then you were like, oh, it's its own movie. And I was like, ah, oh, of course it is. It's, <laughs> th those two movies are interesting because the girl in the ring is Samara, but the ghost uh -huh. from Juwan the Grudge, which is actually the third movie in the Juwan franchise, oh, wow. uh, is uh, Sadako. So oh. it's it's kind of this, like, cross-pollination. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. yeah. Bees. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, I bet that uh, if there were some bees in Orin High School Host Club, they would love this week. Oh, for sure. It's uh, the the cherry blossoms are in bloom yeah. this week at the Host Club. And there's honey everywhere. Uh, <laughs> Uh, hey y'all, so, uh, we, this week, uh, we have watched episode three of Oran High School Host Club, so, <laughs> I don't really know where to go from there. No, you're good. Okay, sick, sick, please. Yeah, we watched, uh, episode three Yes, we week. did. We did. And, uh, I was just wondering, because of the contents of this episode. Okay, please. What's the, up? The, there's, there's like, this thing that, like, Haruhi is food-motivated. Yeah! So funny that she's like that. I, you know, I know someone else who's food-motivated. Is it me? Um, I was actually thinking of another, um, small, uh, person <laughs> with a bowl cut who might be cross-dressing for financial reasons. <laughs> oh, yeah! Uh, Philo from Twelfth Night! Yeah, of course! <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, uh, doppelgangers aside, uh, Haruhi is also very food motivated. She's like, oh my god. Yeah, and so I was wondering if there was a time in your life where, uh -huh. where you didn't want to do something, but somebody was like, there will be food there. Ooh. I don't know if I can think of, like, uh, a specific, like, I don't want to do this, and somebody was like, but, and I was like, <laughs> okay. But I do have a very vivid memory. I had a friend in middle school who, one time... I, every time we went to her house, she always used to, like, give us some kind of food. Usually, like, she loved oh. mashed potatoes, so she would, we would always get, like, mashed potatoes when we went there. And I remember one time she made this comment to me that was just like, you know, when somebody gives me food, I, like, instantly trust them. 
And I was like, yeah. And she was like, yeah, it's just like, a, like if you want me to trust you, be your friend, give me food. Uh-huh. And I, it, it's instant. And I was like, oh my God. Honestly, you're so right. Like, if I think of, like, the people in my life who, like, when we were early on as friends, they, like, either, you know, they, like, brought, they were like, hey, I got Reese's, do you want Mm -hmm. one? Like, I did, in fact, get closer to some friends faster because they, like, would always give me one Kit Kat. That's awesome. (laughs) Like, I can actually think, I can think of, like, specific examples in my mind. Oh, it's a (laughs) little bit scary, though. (laughs) Just like, oh, yeah, uh, I'm a trustworthy dude, here's a Kit Kat. I know. Like, they would be like, hey, I have two Reese's, do you want one? And I would be like, yeah. And I, like, think of that person as so nice and cool. Yeah. And they were giving me food. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. How about how about you? Do you have any food motivation yeah. anecdotes? So, th- this is a bit of a strange one. Oh. Uh, my grandfather's birthday was on July 1st, but he would always celebrate by having, like, a 4th of July block party. Oh, okay. Yeah, and fair. so... A lot of my friends growing up from the ages between, like, seven to nine yeah. were just, like, 40 to 50-year-old couples. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and one oh. of them uh, was this couple. It was uh, uh, Sam and Denise. And uh-huh. Denise had, like, this weird cookbook. Uh-huh. And every party she would bring something different. Ooh. And they Denise were... always changing it up. Yeah, it was very hit or miss. Uh-huh. So, like, one time it was like, oh, here are these meatballs that have been cooked in grape jelly. And oh. it was like, no, thanks. But then one time she made these cheesy potatoes and they were just these little ball of potato that Uh were super good. And then just the creamiest, cheesiest thing ever. And I was like, this Uh is the best, most complex, most amazing recipe. Yeah. And then as I got older, I would stop going to these parties because, you know, when you're old enough to drive, you don't have to go. Exactly. Yeah. So she would pass messages to my grandfather and be like, hey, uh, (gasps) I don't know if Jerem was going to be there at the party, but, uh. I'm bringing the cheesy potatoes. Oh my god! And it just became this thing where I would only go to the party if, if Denise was bringing potato. the cheesy potatoes. And then I finally got the recipe oh from her. God. And folks, I'm about to blow the lid off this whole operation. Oh no! Three ingredient: potato. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What is it? De- uh, cheese. Belvita cheese. Oh oh. And Dale's French onion dip. <laughs> That's incredible. Combine and cook. I've just been eating chip dip by the mouthful for years. Oh my god. <laughs> I... That's so, like, specific. <laughs> I can't believe Denise loved seeing you eat the cheesy potatoes so much that she was like, hey, I don't know if Jen's gonna be there or not, but... It did, just in case. It did make me feel a little sad sometimes, because sometimes you could tell that she was still experimenting, so she'd bring, like, mini corn dogs and uh-huh. also, like, a smaller portion of cheesy potato, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, oh, I'm a, I'm a bastard. <laughs> I will say, you mentioned the um, meatballs and grape jelly, and I actually had that for the first time, like, a month ago. Oh. Yeah, my, my very good friend, if you're listening, hi, I love you, uh, Laura <laughs> made them for us, because it's, like, a southern thing, and she was craving them. Really? And I remember being like, I don't know, like, what is going to happen, but I'm going to eat this. And it was just, like, such an interesting, like, mix of flavors that I'm like, I I don't know if I would ever, like, pick out specifically, but if she ever offered them to me again, I would eat them. It's it's, it's (laughs) so interesting, isn't it, when you're like, do I like this? Right? And you take another one and you're like, I still don't know. We were also really hungry, so that does help. It Mm. it makes a big difference. If I'm hungry and someone's offering me food, you are my best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we love oh a best God. friend. We love a feeder. <laughs> Having a feeder in the group is incredible. Uh, yeah. It, who, who of the Oron boys do you think is the one who brings the snacks? Oh, 
I, okay, okay, hold on, because this is actually a very interesting question. So we know that, like, Haruhi's the cook. Like, mm-hmm. we know. We know that if you're going to Haruhi, like, Haruhi make the good food. Um, but I don't know if Haruhi's bringing the snacks. I feel like the part of me is, like, Tomoki would bring the snacks, because Tomoki just oh. wants everyone to be his friend. So he's bringing out these, like, He's the guy from before. He's like, yes, four Kit Kats to a pack, three new friends. Um, Part of me also thinks maybe Kyoya could bring the snacks. That was my first thought, but my second thought Mm -hmm. that I think might be more interesting is because Mori is so tight with Honey. Yeah. And Honey is the big snacker of the group. Honey is the big snacker. I feel like Mori's pockets just have loose fruit gummy (laughs) in them. You're so (laughs) right. Actually, no, you're so right. Okay, okay. So I feel like the outright, like, snack friend would be Tamaki. The one who's like, hey, y'all, of course we're playing D&D and I brought all these snacks. (laughs) Um, Kyoyo would have snacks, but he would, like, make a tally. So, like, if he brings you snack, there would be another time where he would be like, well, I brought you snack one time, so you now owe me. (laughs) 75 yen added to your debt. (laughs) And Mori's the one who always has snacks. He's not necessarily presenting them, but if you're, like, really hungry, Mori would be like, here. Yeah. And you would be like, thank you. You're sluggish and he just pulls a full gogurt <laughs> yeah, out of his coat pocket. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, the twins cannot help you at all. They they would pay for your food. Like oh my if you went God. to Mc- McDonald's, they would be like, nah, I got you. Like they would they would be like, You're trying to hand the card and they're like, No, get it out of here. They they would beg you to drive them to McDonald's and then pay, but they wouldn't yeah. like mention it. They'd be like <laughs> they're they're performing shit kid. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Also, or in high school D and D club. Uh, yes. No. Oh. 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 Now hold on. Hold on. All right. All right. Now hold on. This could be its whole own thing. St- Everyone, stay tuned for a maybe potential special. <laughs> anyway, let's talk a little bit about episode three. So, yes, um, this is the this is the physical exam episode. Yeah. Oh uh... no! Remember how you thought that gender panic was going to happen in episode two? Yeah. Well, gender panic happened in episode three. <laughs> I so missed close. it. It's you're in this very accurate to me to not be able to predict when the gender panic will come, <laughs> but knowing that it will come. Yeah. But yeah, so this this episode, we, we start off, we talked about the cherry blossoms theme, and then uh, we quickly find out that the physical exam is happening. Yes. And it's like, oh no, everyone's gonna find out if we don't do something about it. Of course. Oh God. Everybody's so worried except for the person whom it directly <laughs> affects. Hire, he's literally like, well, you know, if I have to pay back my debt, like, by doing part-time jobs, it's like really not that big. She's like, yeah, honestly, it'd be a relief to not have to hang around you all the time. <laughs> it's all kind of underlined by this, like, Tamaki realizing that he isn't in Haruhi's life as much as he wishes he was. <sighs> and then um, the twins are like, haha, we're classmates. Literally, this, this was so relatable to me <laughs> when I saw it because I was like, oh yeah, they met friends through a club and they only get to hang out while that club is meeting. Yes. And making that jump to be like, hey, do you want to hang out on off hours? Yeah, it, it is. It is a jump. I'll never, uh, oh, it's it's a big one. I love it. It was, it spoke to me. <laughs> But then, then, uh, they're like, all right, well, we need to make sure that Haruhi's identity is continuing to be boy, because if not, she won't be able to be in the host club, and Tomki wants to hang out with his favorite girl in the world, Haruhi. <laughs> so that's kind of what, like, uh, fuels this whole hijinks that ensue with the, Yeah. Uh, and Kyoya being, like, the, I almost said the pimp. I don't believe that's in character. No, he's the mom. Kyoya being the mommy, <laughs> the mommy. Are you a mommy or are you a mommy? Oh, you put the M A I M A M I. Mommy. Mommy. So, 
So Kyoya being the mami that he yes, is, yes. he he has two pie charts already pre-made. <laughs> yeah, and he's, he's like, ready. This is how much of a simp you are. This, <laughs> this is how much of a simp you want to be. Yes. <laughs> uh, so then we have to go through the whole like, oh, everybody's cosplaying as somebody to keep the hit secret hidden. Honey yeah. and Mori are cosplaying as doctors. It's so cute. Um, I, Tamaki is cosplaying as Haruhi. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I love that because it's framed as such like a sacrifice. Yeah. Then he just steps out with his shirt undone and a brown wig on. They're like, that's not Haruhi. <laughs> that's Tamaki. What is he doing? And then we find out that it was all a ploy by the twins in the beginning. They got his ass. Yeah. <laughs> they twicked him. They twicked him. And then Kyoya did them one better and was like, yeah, this was taken care of before today even yeah. happened. I just like watching you monkey. Dance. <laughs> is literally like, well, that was fun. Anyway, um, I already have it figured out. So come here, Haruhi, because I have special doctor who has been informed of your situation. This will be handled professionally. Yes. And I was like, wow, uh, love to see it. Honestly, I got I got a good feeling just yeah. knowing that Kyoya was like. In, in the universe of this world, all this doctor knows is, hey, this character identifies as male and mm-hmm. he wants to do their physical exam, but without other people knowing. And that was like a wish that was respected. And I yeah. was like, damn, Oron, very good, very ahead of your time. And the doctor was so cool and chill, too. She was literally like, come on in. And then while things were happening around her, she was like, uh, yep. Yeah, and things were happening. And things were the, happening. The doctor was like, oh. She was just kind of like, all right, can Seven I Seven just... years of medical school. <laughs> Uh, so then we also encounter this character, uh, who is snuck into the school and is not supposed to be here, but he's just looking for his daughter. Yeah, it was all a misunderstanding. It was all a misunderstanding. Don't prejudge. God, come on. Come on. What are you doing? <laughs> Drug rolling around, drop kicking men in doctor's costumes. <laughs> But uh, at the end of the day, we kind of end on this note of um, everything is fine. Obviously, Mm -hmm. everything gets worked out. And Haruhi kind of, like, acknowledges that, you know, she's not so apathetic about staying in the club. She likes it, and she has a good time, and she does want to continue the little ruse if it means she can spend time with her new friends. I I do. I love that very much. I know. It's so cute. The conscious decision to choose who you be around is so important. I It's so good. (laughs) I love that. I love, I love it. I also, so, um, we're going to talk a little more in depth about some of the, the haps, but I do want to kind of just like note how much I love to watch the character of Tamaki be revealed to us. Very good point. He's truly like one of my favorite characters and this is another episode where we see yet another side of him, a very sympathetic side, a side that cares a lot about the happiness of others around him mm-hmm. and I just even though sometimes it's kind of framed as the like, because you know when, when this doctor is telling his sob story, he's sitting there being like oh no you poor man and it's like <laughs> kind of framed as funny but you know this is somebody who is like very empathetic and could like see that this person had trouble that they were trying to fix and wanted to be of help. Yeah. And I was like mm. I, I absolutely love the, when when we were talking about this show, one of the things that you mentioned to me was, yes, this tro- this show is so aware of tropes. Yes. And does such a good job of, uh, I don't think the word we used was subverting them, but mm-hmm. like making you think it's going to be one way that you've seen before and then showing you a completely different way and making you go, why did I think it was going to go yeah. there? And Tamaki being such a playboy character who has this deep paternal, I did air quotes, paternal yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. love for everybody. Mm-hmm. 
really is such an interesting development to that character that you can easily write off as just being a rich playboy. Yes, absolutely. And we will get to see all of uh, the many sides of the boys in turn. I also love watching the development. Um, we get to just like learn a bit more about their friendship as well as their friendship with Haruhi. Mm. But I do know one thing that happened this episode that is honestly not that uh, big of a development of their friendship, but just my favorite friendship dynamic is two people who are constantly battling to see which one is taller. Ooh, very good, very good, very good. <laughs> and we see that from Tamaki and Kyoya for a split second. They're like, we'll see which one of us is taller this year. And I was like, God, I love that. <laughs> it's it's so cool. I just... Uh... It's such a, like, it's it's not a skill that you can hone. It's a very, like... <laughs> yeah, it's you can't really get mad about it. It's such a funny thing to be competitive about. And I mean, as a short person myself, I understand deeply the desire to be taller than others. Yeah, I I kind of heard through a video the other day that the average American male height is five foot ten. Really? I know. That's so tall. I know. I mean, wow. I I would have thought. I don't know why I thought it was shorter. I yeah, because you know I thought I was average, but it turns out I'm about a, a third of a foot below. I'm pretty sure. I, I don't know what the American female average is. I know, like, the worldwide average. I'm pretty sure is me. I'm oh. pretty sure it's, like, it's either 5'3 or 5'4 or something, and I, I like holding that in my back pocket just in yeah. case. Because I'm like, ah, ah, ah. Hey, hey, bullies, I'm typical of the species as a whole. <laughs> it just sucks that I happen to be in an... In, though I will say, actually, I was about to say it sucks I happen to be in an environment of tall people, but I do feel like it's kind of fluctuated throughout the years because there was a time where my friend group, I was the shortest by far, and especially mm. like all of the girls in my friend group were so much taller than me. Yeah. And now I have entered a friend group where all of us are kind of like bordering a very similar height, yeah. and then there's Chris. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so tall. That's the thing. You gotta cut the tall people out of your life because your knuck muscles. You're gonna have them for the rest of your life. You Except can't degrade them. We won't cut you out, Chris. We love you. <laughs> we will all buy stools. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he, you know, he'll crouch down for us. I think too. Oh yeah. We can all we can all take turns. We love you, Chris. We love you, Chris. <laughs> um, but anyway, so one of uh one of the things that we kind of get to see in this episode is some uh, interesting uses of the art style, which is kind of fun. Yes, yes. Uh, it this is something that kind of occurred to me while we were watching this episode. We're a couple episodes in, and it's been happening throughout. Yes. But uh, chibi art style is something that like uh, I I, I don't want to speak incorrectly here, but it's something that I associate so much with anime and with animation, mm -hmm. and. I think it's such a unique and interesting tool to have to the ability to go off model of your character design yeah. and to just convey like that kind of emotion. Uh, I, I really love the twins a lot of times. It's like that shit eating grin energy. Yes, exactly. Very chibi. And it, it, it really made me happy kind of seeing it in Oron because it made me remember the first time I saw Chibi was in like Teen Titans, which is this like, yeah. I think it was an American animated show, but uh, I, I would say like Teen Titans and Avatar The Last Airbender were like the kind of building blocks toward watching anime for me. Huh. So it, it was just this interesting moment I had of introspection where I was like, oh, Chibi's kind of cool. Yeah. I, mean, I knew a lot of people in high school who were kind of super against it because they didn't like cutesy stuff. But, oh, like, yeah. I do feel like I remember hearing that, like... Yeah, people kind of drag it sometimes, it's but, kinda, like... yeah. I, so I was, uh, like, I read a lot of manga growing up, and I was uh -huh. really into manga before I got into anime. So when I think of the chibi style, I kind of associate it with... I, I don't know how right I am on this, because I don't <laughs> know the full lore, but, like, when I think of manga, I think there's, like, there's almost, like, four levels of, like, oh. work within yeah, yeah. them. Because there's kind of, like, the, the normal, like, 
um, like what you associate the characters to look like in mm-hmm. most panels, like you know how we tend to see them in the anime. Yeah. But then there's also like the the really like beautiful full page illustrations <laughs> with the petals, and it's like super detailed, and that's yeah. like the moment. You know, that's for when it's really trying to hit you. Mm-hmm. And then I think of Chibi as kind of like the step below that for like some of the more casual kind of things to show show things like the shit eating grin, yeah, and, like, yeah. the the fun kind of emotions i also kind of think of it as like you know very useful especially for like comedy panels and stuff um and then there's even a step below that which i actually associate (laughs) mostly with the fruits basket manga because shoot up panels where they're just stick figures (laughs) and i love they're my they're my favorites I, I think because the new um, revamp of the animation, the 2020 Fruits Basket, or started in 2020, still still ongoing in 2021, mm-hmm. but um, there's they took straight from the manga some of those panels. Like, there's Whoa. one of uh, Yuki throwing Kyo, like, <laughs> through the roof, and it's just stick figures. And I'm like, yes, I love to see it! That's so cool. I, 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 I do very much love that. But so that's what I've always associated it with, and I remember kind of learning it like about it being its own art style and then kind of getting into that dichotomy of friends who I had who really liked it and friends who were like this is childish this is cutesy who get out honestly get out (laughs) get out of here (laughs) it's 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 all a part of the totality of the The art form (laughs) (laughs) it's okay to dislike or like certain parts of things but like it is a part of it yeah and I think it just watch berserk (laughs) (laughs) wait Berserk uh, has Puck, so that's oh, Chibi. You oh, can't even escape it in Berserk, y'all. You can't even escape it. That's right. <laughs> that's true. I've also seen series that make use of it for like certain characters, just are Chibi and stuff. Oh. It's very fun. I like um, that. I have a good time. I personally just have a good time. I don't know about y'all. There's things to like about everything. Yeah. You just gotta look a little. Just gotta look a little. Speaking of uh, the art, we also have this kind of like kite motif. Motif? Motif? How do you... I, I say motif. I think I say motif too, but I started to say it and I was like, oh no, am I making it fancier? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know how, you know, like, it's... Uh, yeah, it's like a little bit of a motif. A motif. It's like when people say entitled to buy instead of titled. Oh. Like, they're like, oh, that? the album is entitled this instead of titled. And it's like, you don't have to. The album... <laughs> certainly seems entitled <laughs> <laughs> but we have this kite motif kind of throughout that's uh symbolizing Haruhi's motivation uh yeah so it, i think it pops up about four times during the episode sort of uh dividing it into quarters yes and we see the kite in the beginning is sort of a stable uh middle height uh, over the the cherry blossom trees around oron reg kite and as Haruhi is having these conversations with Tamaki about, like, don't you care that you're not going to be able to be in the club anymore? Yeah. And when Tamaki's kind of acting like a butt, the kite sort of spirals and wavers and descends in height. Mm-hmm. And it's not something I really put together as a leitmotif until, like, the end of the episode. Yeah. When Haruhi is like, I will stay, I will do the physical. Sort of in response to Tamaki defend, not defending, standing up for, protecting... Yeah, you know. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column A. Yeah. When Tamaki shirtless drop kicks a doctor. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And then his whole squad delivers, like, their code of ethics in turn. Yes, yes, yes. Such a big dick energy. We are hot. We are rich. We'll kick your ass. (laughs) We make a girl happy. (laughs) The kite just goes through the roof. It leaves the frame. It it hits me in the face. (laughs) Uh, but I thought that was such a cool, 
visual representation of an emotional state without mm-hmm. explanation yeah. or like beleaguered talking about just visual storytelling you love it yeah and this series itself makes a lot of use of that like if you remember the first episode with the everybody realizing how he's oh, actual yeah. gender the light bulbs yeah so this this is kind of like a, a cool fun thing to watch out for very clever i yeah. like that a lot uh, so then we also have uh, this this special character. So we, we've kind of <laughs> noticed a trend of, like, we keep getting introduced these special characters and we have to, like, deal with their situation. I, I like that. So- I, oh, I sound like a broken record. I keep saying I like that. I like that. But I do. Sue me. <laughs> Anime is good. <laughs> and I like it. <laughs> so we mentioned this character a couple times already. Dr. Yes. Yabu, uh, yes. the quack doctor. That's I, I right. guess it's some kind of pun. I I don't know Japanese, so I'm not, but I feel like I remember reading a little note in the manga that was like, Dr. Quack. A quack, Dr. Dr. (laughs) Quack. I was like, oh. (laughs) And this goes back to what we were talking about a minute ago with Oran uh, subverting tropes deftly and very funnily. Yes. Where they have this moment where it's like, oh, this girl screams, and it's because there's some creep dressed as a doctor going oh, around no. doing physicals. The pervert trope! It's such a trope! And it, I've, I, the shorthand was all there. Mm-hmm. I recognized it, and I went, please, no. Mm-hmm. Somebody protect Haruhi. Though I will say, it is very different, because there's, there's kind of like two big pervert tropes that I've seen in oh. anime and manga. One of them is the pervert as comedic relief trope, mm, which yes. is way worse. Very. And this one is the one more common in shoujo manga that's like... Um, it's more of just like a reason for the male lead to swoop in and protect the heroine. Yeah. There's this pervert, this jerk creep, someone who's trying to cab it on or some mm-hmm. weird shit. And they come in and save them. And it's it's less of like, the pervertness is not really the point. It's more the fact that they are an enemy to be defeated. Yes, a threat posed to the yeah. heroine or the main couple. So I am at least glad that it's not the first one, but still, it's like, ah, uh, come on. It, it was such a moment when I saw this and I was like, oh, God, we're doing this? Yeah, exactly. And then the, the show's like, ha ha, he got you. <laughs> you just... thought we were going to write a creepy moment into our story? Yeah, got him. Because... He just wants to meet his daughter. Yeah. He's... He misses her. He's just a dad. He's an actual doctor he's at the wrong place at the wrong he's bad time at directions <laughs> and reading apparently yeah and it was just this interesting moment of like here we have the setup of a character that we're never going to see again mm-hmm. who looks shabby out of place who mm-hmm. is allegedly acting creepy and who it seems like is there to be just kind of defeated and swept under the rug yes and then you kind of realize how devoid of nuance that arc is where it's yeah. like this is a thing that happens that you know how it's going to end when it starts well because that's no longer a person that's literally just a, a device trope. Yeah. yeah and so I was super overjoyed just to be like this person has like their own journey that they're on and their flaws mm-hmm. and he started talking to Tamaki and the rest about like yeah my wife took my daughter because I'm always doing my doctor work for people just kind of on loan, like accepting that they'll pay me back when they can. And yeah. like, that's I'm how I'm like foolishly helpful. I yeah. Guess like helpful kinda... to a fault. Yeah. Or just like doesn't self advocate enough. Yeah. yeah. And Tamaki is so like moved by this that he's actually crying. Yes. And he's like, we will help this man. <laughs> I have kicked this man. We will help this man. <laughs> I am no longer angry at this man. <laughs> you are no longer an enemy, Dr. Yabu. You are now a friend. <laughs> and then, yeah, they find out that the whole thing was that he was like, oh, you thought this was Orin <laughs> High School? This is Oran High School. 
very good. He's just really bad at vowels. <laughs> and then they send him on his way, and he's like, oh, and they're like, good luck. Uh, without, uh, at first they gotta give him a speech that's like, you know, dude, go talk to your daughter. Or yeah. I don't even know what they say, I'll be honest. I, I think it's like Tamaki's doing his daddy thing, so he's like, one papa to another papa. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he has, he, he, it is kind of funny that he's established himself as dad as the group, because I feel like usually the friend who is dad of the group is assigned that role. Yeah. The paternal roles are generally like people fall into them as opposed to them choosing to have them. It's a very interesting example of him self-identifying as like familial and patriarchal, but in actuality he's he's very like shit kitty. Like yeah, he, he's, he is 100%. <laughs> he seems super immature and then he has this moment of being like I understand completely how you feel. Yeah. Like you did what you thought you had to do to go meet your daughter and like because you love her. And it's like that bit of understanding and relating to this person and overcoming the bias that mm-hmm. is predilection towards yeah. him. That Haruhi is like, oh, my kite go up. My kite go up. <laughs> if there is any dad role that Tamaki is actually fi- uh, filling, it's like the fun dad. The oh, like, totally. I'll go feed you guys candy when mom's away kind yeah. of dad. You can like... stay up five minutes later and watch wrestling. <laughs> exactly, yes. 100%. Oh, I love him. All right, so let's let's mark off our tropes since that's that's a big part of uh, what we're doing here. Yeah, yeah. So we've got we mentioned the creepy dude that was subverted mm-hmm. uh, because he's subverted. actually just a, a nice dude trying to find his daughter. Aren't we all? You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also have a significant. So we've kind of mentioned how this show is very self-aware, mm. and so that includes a significant amount of fourth wall breaking. Shattering, shattering just amount. Truly taking the hammer to it, <laughs> just getting it. And it's kind of funny because sometimes it feels like normal fourth wall breaking, like when Tamaki is just kind of like, "Don't you understand? This is a romantic comedy <laughs> of co- a story, so obviously there has to be a main boy and a main girl." Um, but at the same time, part of it is like everyone's kind of looking at him, and I'm like, maybe this is also just Tamaki yeah. who has decided that his story is. A it's, it's so weird because I like I've I oh, I'm a, I can't believe I'm about to admit this on recording. Please, I've told you uh-huh. how when some stuff is going down, yeah, and it's it's kind of hard to look at. Uh-huh. I will turn to an unoccupied corner of the room yes. as though looking into the camera. <laughs> you get yourself a little gym moment. Yeah, a little gym face. And I feel like Tamaki, is, he's kind of like playing to that a little yeah. bit. So it's a weird bit of seeing yourself on a show, which is always fun. Yeah. But just kind of seeing him be like, what are you talking about? Of course, I'm the lead boy. Mm-hmm. I'm daddy and also I'm MC. Don't you get it? <laughs> so yeah, we definitely, we definitely dive into that aspect, which... Um, I think a lot of times in a fun way, because as opposed to it, Haruhi sometimes doesn't quite break the fourth wall, but it feels like it when she'll, she'll make comments. She'll be like, hey, I think you're all right. And then the person will be like, oh my God. And then she turns away and she's like, yeah, you could be way worse. Yeah. And it's like, her, oh my. her internal monologue plays to the audience exactly. a lot. Exactly. Where she's like, Jesus, this guy is living on a different planet from exactly. me. Exactly. <laughs> So yeah, we have we have a lot of that just kind of going on. A lot of reference to the the structure itself like of the show and like the audiences and the cultures that it's playing to, which is very funny. Yeah, it's it's it the show demonstrates such an understanding of its medium yes. that it's allowed to play with it in a way it's that so good. It, it, it really elevates it. Like you I can see why this is such a quintessential can only break anime. the rules when you know them like the back of your hand Mm -hmm. that's once it becomes possible to break the rules when you know them very well and this show is a great example of that 
it doesn't feel out of place. It feels like, what else would this show be without, yeah. you know, Tamaki being like, don't you get it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the main character. <laughs> oh, uh. man. Uh, and then, uh, unfortunately, Jaren's guess was off by one episode. Yeah. But this is the gender panic episode, but in a kind of different way. Because as opposed to Haruhi being like, I don't care, I'm going to make mistakes, it's more just kind of they have to convince Haruhi that it's okay. Mm -hmm. And then it plays out in this like big seemingly like master plan-esque thing that all turns out to just be this was for fun. (laughs) Now the real uh, plan will uh, take place, which is me, Kyoya, talking to an adult and asking them (laughs) to handle the situation. It's super interesting the way that this this whole episode setup kind of shits all over the idea of, like, the way people complicate things. Yeah. Because this absolutely felt like Tamaki being like, no, we need to put a plan together. I've got the whiteboard. This exactly. is what we're going to do. I'm going to impersonate Haruhi. And then you take a step back and you're like, yeah, this might work in another anime, but, like, we are going nah. to completely be like, no, this is the real world. And uh, <laughs> we talked to an adult. And all of this was just to mess with you, specifically Tomoki. Exactly. <laughs> After finding out how silly you are, we had to make fun of you. <laughs> we didn't think you would go along with it, but we are glad you did. Yeah. We do also kind of, I, I mean, we've described the twins as shit kids, but we definitely really see them as the little pranksters they are <laughs> this episode. I, I, uh, I, my favorite character literally shifts moment to moment in this episode mm-hmm. because they, I'm a big Kyoya fan so yes. far, we'll say. Yeah. But the way the twins, uh, whenever they're in their host club stuff, they're very much performing top and bottom. Like... <laughs> Yeah. Well, I might have been a little blunt. No, I mean, <laughs> like I said, this show is, is so aware and it, it definitely is kind of like, yeah. yeah. like I, It honestly feels it's like a straight call out to like the fan fiction community. For sure. Like it's straight up like, we know what you're doing <laughs> and we're going to give it to you. You don't even have to make it up yourself. We're going to tell you what. Yeah, and then outside of that, they're much more, like, talking together, both just very sassy. Yes. Like, that top-bottom stuff only comes out during host club hours. Yeah. And it really makes you think that maybe there is no genetic component to whether or not you were born (laughs) top or bottom. What do you mean? I thought that in every single um, friendship, two-person dynamic, there has to be. I thought... (laughs) That is such a great idea. Literally There's always a top and a bottom. Going through all of your relationships and assigning which one of you is the top or the oh bottom. God. Who texts oh, first? Oh no. Ask the uncomfortable questions. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Who will order the pizza on the phone? Oh, yeah. Who who pays up front and then gets reimbursed by the other friends? That's who top energy. Who will kill the bug in the room? <laughs> oh, God. Incredible. Wow. Oh. All right. Uh, so it looks like w- that's episode three. Actually, yeah. that's that's what happens. So, I think that's all for us. Well, and, 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 oh, 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 you're and, right. And, 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 <laughs> and Jaren, you get another chance. You're actually going to get a lot of chances throughout this series because mm-hmm. there are like twenty something episodes. Oh yeah. So chance number um, three. What? Right? You guess what happened in episode? Or is I guess this is chance number two. Chance two. Because did you guess oh. what happens in episode one? I don't How, think you Yeah, did. I don't know if I could have. I don't... 
Well, regardless of how many chances, this is one of them. And <laughs> what uh, what do you think we might we might kind of see in the next episode? <sighs> Where are you thinking? All right, so we've had Osana and the Genie. I'm sorry, Childhood Friend. <laughs> That's okay. You already defined it for them uh, in Coffee Prince. Yes, yes. <laughs> they should know by now if there was. Uh, I feel like the trope that we are going to see next time. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're doing a lot with the mommy daddy thing. We certainly are. <laughs> I, I think I would want to see a a, a a daily school life. Oh, okay. A little glimpse into like, uh, here's what happens in their classes. Yeah, because I really liked the idea of the twins being in a cohort with Haruhi. Yes. And then like we we would get to see the seniors together as well. Which oh are, yeah, isn't that like nice. Tamaki and Honey? Like, just, uh, just honey. Uh, so, it's the twins and Haruhi are first years, uh-huh. Tamaki and Kyoi are second years, uh-huh. and then Honey and Mori are seniors. Yes. Years. I would just love to see those class dynamics of Tamaki, like, That's cheating true. off of Kyoya brazenly, <laughs> and then flirting with the teacher to cover it. Yeah, of course. No, 100%. Everybody loves Tamaki. <laughs> can get away with everything. So that's my guessu. Yeah, that'd be really fun. I would love to see a, a daily school life. All right, well... Let's see what happens next time on episode four of Oran High School Host Club. Mm -hmm. Uh, We will catch y'all next time. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Uh, Love you. Uh, Bye. Get home safe. Uh, (laughs) Text when you get home. Text when you get home, yeah. (laughs) You can can tweet us. You can leave a little comment. You can message us on Instagram. That's an option. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Just let us know when you get home, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Please. Love you. Love you. Bye. Now we are their parents. (laughs) (laughs) I get to be mommy. Okay, I'll be dad.